0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the podcast that we like to call Brotherly Love Sports. You already know who it is, man. It's your host, Corey Lovett. You already know I'm here with man, my brother and my co-host, Carl Lovett Jr. What's going on, man? How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. It's been a while, man. Yeah. You know, we got some stuff to catch up on, mm-hmm. man. Friday show. You know, we didn't... Uh, you know, schedules kind of conflicted last yeah. week. Didn't get an opportunity to record, but you know, we back, man. We back. Yes, we uh, are. Much, much awaited return. You know, we got a lot of stuff to catch up on, man. And uh, you know, we got to talk talk some sports, man, because you know that's what we do here, man. But first of all, man, how, how are you, man? Everything doing, you going all right. well I'm with doing you? All,
1: like you said, you know, we've been a little bit of busy busy stuff we've been having going on for the last week. But you know, we had to make time for this, man, because this is what we enjoy doing. And you know, Absolutely. again, we appreciate everybody that's you know. Twin value our opinion. So that's what we are here to give.
0: Yeah, I got a text from my from one of my friends, Malik. Want to give him a shout out to him. He he said, "Man, what y'all doing, man? What y'all what's going on?" He said, "You guys call yourself hosts, but <laughs> I can't get a show a week." You know, Malik. Hey, like hey, I told you, we man. do our best, Malik. We do man. our best, man. But hey, but Malik, people, you know, this, but people this like you this man. week. Yeah, yeah, we got you. So let let's let's, let's dive in, it, man. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I and I was telling him, man, you know, right now, man, for sports fans. This right here, this, this time, is time. It, this is the best time this of the year time. right now because you know you got obviously the NBA kicking off, you got hockey, you got the NFL season which is in which is kicking into full gear, you got mm-hmm. the college football, and uh, you know you got the World Series going on uh, right now. So let's let's dive into that a little bit. You know we sure. don't talk baseball a lot on on, on this show, but you know because you know we really don't have a lot of reason. We really didn't we have a lot of reason, reason in this sure. year, yeah, because uh, of the Cardinals. But that's another discussion for another day. But man, I want to dive into this World Series, man, because you know, I think obviously everybody would have loved to see uh, a Houston Phillies rematch. I think everybody would've loved to see that. And I think everybody would have loved to see, you know, just the Phillies get in and you know, Bryce Harper, you talked about yeah, how you would have loved to see him capture absolutely. that 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 first that first championship. But you know, man, this is actually the first the first World Series in since 2016 that hasn't featured the Dodgers or the Astros. So you know, I, I like it, man. I like that we got uh, some different teams with the Rangers and the uh, Diamondbacks, and I and I think it's good for for, for the sport, man. You know, to kind of keep it uh, kind of keep it a little different. But uh, what what are your thoughts, man? Who are you looking at? What do you think? Who who's gonna win? What who do you like in this in this series? Just give me your thoughts. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, congratulations to both of these teams to get to where they are right now. Credit to them. Uh, uh, Kicks I, off tonight, by the yeah, way. Yeah, actually right now Texas is yeah. currently up to nothing in a second. So, um, Josh Young with a RBI double. So, uh, but yeah, as far as, as to break down these two teams, I mean, yeah, this these are two teams, like I said, um... That are kind of evenly match, you know. Very strong top of the rotations for both of these teams. Uh, you know, you think about John uh, George Montgomery, former Cardinal, uh, and Nathan Navaldi. With those two, what they've done in this postseason has been tremendous. And then you flip it on the other side. You look at Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly, uh, and I think I think it shows, you know, how when you have a strong, you know, two horses that you can truly depending on the top of your rotation. Once you get into the MLB playoffs, you know everything everything's on the table for you. And they've rolled with their two aces, so to say, whether you want to call them aces or not, they've performed that way so far in these in this, in these posts in the, in these playoffs. Uh but yeah, uh I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Texas in this series. I think they're the more balanced and more talented team, you know, from top to bottom. I love their lineup from uh from one through nine. Uh, Corey Seager is an absolute monster. Adolis Garcia has just been an absolute man, beast. absolute beast. Another former Cardinal. This, this is going to be a painful topic for me, but uh, <laughs> we won't stay alone. Yeah, you know, what, what uh, for our sake? Yeah, what what he did in that last in that ALC, ALCS against Houston what, was just remarkable. Man, he pretty much carried them. You know, after uh, you know, after they took control, of taking the first two games in Houston, and then losing you know three straight. At home, they had every reason to be feel demoralized, and he just simply won't let them lose. After how Tuve simply does what he continues to do uh, throughout his postseason career. One of the you can argue one of the, one of if not the clutchest postseason hitter ever, um, and for him to carry them on their back is j- just a just a tremendous performance that you really ever see from a baseball player, really. Uh, but yeah, I'm taking Houston in this series just because I think they're a more complete team. Texas, I'm sorry, Texas. Yeah. I'm taking Texas in this series because I think they're more complete. I just don't think that as, as well as the Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks pitcher staff have looked at times during this postseason, I don't think they have uh, the bats that can equal up with, uh, with Texas. Um, Texas have a little bit of issues at the back end of their bullpen. And the think about it is, you know, uh, Max Scherzer went down with an injury at the end of the year uh, last year, and he he's come back. He hasn't looked at all like Max Scherzer. And, and you know, uh, you know, that's not a knock on him at all. We already know what a great pitcher he's been throughout the course of his career. Uh, but if when you have uh, Montgomery and um, Evardy pitching, what they in, A-N, anything that he's going to give you as a bonus. So when you factor that into that, I just really like their chances in this series. I'm picking. I, th- I think it'll be competitive. I think you know uh, it, it won't be a complete wipeout. Uh, but I, I, I think Houston will. Uh, I'm sorry, I keep saying Houston. Texas will win this series. Um, you know. Not to say convincingly, but they'll pretty they'll mark their stamp that they were the more complete team, which I believe that they are.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could couldn't have said it better than myself. I mean, you basically took the words right out of, out of my mouth. Um, like you said, credit to both of these teams for getting here. You know, no knock on the on, on the Diamondbacks, but I just think they're just uh, vastly overmatched in, in this in this matchup. I just think Texas is just. I just think the Rangers are just the, the better baseball team, and I think that's just what it's going to come down to. And I think. Uh, the Rangers will will I think I don't think this this uh, series goes more no more than six games. So okay. I mean I pick I can see it going in five, but you know like I said this is uh, the World Series, man. You know yeah, yeah they're not you, they're you. not the Diamondbacks didn't get here by accident, yeah. so that's not what I'm saying by, by by any means. So I just but I just think and I just believe that the Rangers are are just the, like you said just a better complete team. Just overall. So yeah, I am picking I'm picking the Rangers to win this series kind of uh, I, I agree with you. I think they'll win it convincingly.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that too. And to your, and to your point, like, you know, I I do think they're a the more complete team. We both agree there. But once you get to this point at the World Series, I mean in, anything, you know, you, you can't All bets are off. Yeah, all bets are off. Uh I I w I'm picking the Texas to win it, but I wouldn't be surprised if if you know Diamond Banks you know, made this a more competitive series than what we think it will be and even ultimately won it. Because the thing about it is, you know, for both of these things to be here now, Houston, Houston, why am I, man, cause Dusty Baker retired, so I'm, I mm. guess I'm thinking about that. Uh, Texas, the last two seasons coming into this season, they lost 94 games last year and 100-plus 100, and 100 games before that. And Arizona lost 88 games last year and finished dead last in the NL West. So this this go by both of these teams being here now. This goes to show you that for all the Cardinal fans out there, that want hope. This goes to show you that you can overhaul and become. It does. It doesn't take a long haul stretch to get you back in contention. It takes a great all season where you have to make, but you have to make the right decisions and not to be scared to go make a decision. So these two teams being here proves that I think, and other teams who might have not have had a, a good enough season or didn't have the season that they they thought they would have. I love the Cardinals, the Mets, or Yankees, whoever it may be. You know, this goes to show you if you follow certain guidelines that you can quickly get yourself back in contention for a World Series. So, I'm looking forward to it though. I hope it's a great series, but yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Texas.
0: Yeah, me too. Like I said, like you said, uh all bets are off, man, because honestly, like I said, this is give give both of these teams credit for being here, but we know what the shows have been over over these past few years and mm-hmm. we know we know what they've accomplished. And it kind of shocked me that that the rangers won in a convention fashion uh game 6 and game 7. I thought it would be more competitive than 9 to 2 and then 11 to 4. I mean, yeah. they just kind of wiped the floor with them. So like you said, man, all bets are off. Anything can happen in, in this series. But like I said, I'm picking the, the rangers to to win this going away. So we'll definitely keep keep an eye on this game as we you know as we uh go through this through this uh podcast, but yeah, man, can't can't wait to see how this shapes out. Actually, the di- the Diamondbacks just tied it 2 to 2. Oh, so Okay. See? So you hey, you never know. So yeah, so like I said, we'll keep an eye on it um throughout this episode, but we gotta get to some NBA, man. Yes, we do. Because opening night, Tuesday, and uh NBA is back, man. Like a uh, man, I told you this last episode, man. This seemed like the fastest off season that 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 has ever that I that I've ever witnessed. I don't know. It seemed like it was just just yesterday that, that
1: we were sitting here talking I, about Jokic and Yeah, you know, and you know,
0: they were having a parade and all this other stuff, but Man, I'm gonna kick it to you here, man, because, you know, NBA—that's basketball, man. That—that's that, this is my first love. So, man, yep. you know, I, lo- I love NBA. I love when this time comes around. So, but I'm gonna kick it to you, man. Give me your predictions for the for this NBA season, man. Who do you like in the East? Who do you like in the West? Are you expecting any any breakouts? What are your thoughts? I also want to get your thoughts on Wimby later on down the line. What you thought okay, of his debut? Okay, yes, th- I got something. Debut. I got something on Wimby um, a little later. So yeah, yeah, so yeah, man. Just just take it away here, man.
1: Uh, so yeah. I was, I, I was starting the East. I told you, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we talked about, you know, when, all the, when the Dame trade went down, I talked about it, I told you that I thought it was essentially a two-team race in the East. And I still, you know, feel that way to a certain degree. Uh, but after, after watching what I saw last night, I feel more and more confident that Milwaukee is the team to beat, is clearly the team to beat in the East. Because when you think about it, Giannis – and we talk about this, Giannis, to me, is the most dominant player in this game. And I thought that they would have been, you know, heavy favorites in the East, even if they didn't go out and acquire Dame. But just because – simply because you have Giannis. But now that Dame comes over there, man, look, let me tell you something. You the one, legit closer. The, 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 the Yes, man. The one thing – the one thing where Milwaukee fell, fell into trouble in the past was that they did not – late in games, they did not – Gordon Cole's game because like me, you, we both know Giannis, but there's a certain element of pressure that he doesn't put on the defense that Dame can like, you know, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't stretch the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he can't, he can't beat you from the outside. So in essentially, in essential way when you have a superstar or a closer or a guy who you're trying to go to late down the stretch of the game, that can be very challenging when he doesn't have, when he doesn't possess those other elements. But that's always been the main issue. We we knew that Giannis can can perform great enough throughout the course of the game to keep you there, but you know when it became crunch time, we we like you know
0: they mainly leaned on uh, Chris, Chris Middleton, Middleton and Roderick, Drew Holiday, some of these you know, other guys.
1: But now that Dame comes over here, man, all all, all, all those questions become dumb and void now because I, I, the, the, there's not I mean it is – is when you so when you think about when you pair. Dame and Giannis together, they're essentially like the the perfect complement to each other mm-hmm. because what well, one doesn't do great, the other one does well. Yeah, you know, y- Giannis is uh, Dame can't dominate you physically, and we know that's what Giannis is all about. Uh, Giannis can't beat you from the outside, or uh, you know, or or with his shooting ability. Dame outside of Steph is the best in the game at that. Dame is not is not known to be the best defender. We know the impact that Giannis can have on the defense. Like they complement each other in every single way. So now that you compared, uh, now that you Kobe Giannis with Dame, so you have the most dominant player alongside the arguably, I mean, is there a person in the game who you want the ball in their hands laid, in, uh, laid down a stretch other than Dame? I mean, so I think that element there alone puts this kind of, I'm not going to say it separates them from Boston, but I just, I just don't think Boston is going to be able to have the, uh, do they have a chance? Absolutely. But
0: I, I just think – I don't like Boston's bench at all.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say that. I mean, and, you know, some of these guys that Milwaukee has – you know, I'm watching the game the other night. You know, Bobby Portis was making big shots. Uh, that Beauchamp kid looks like he's going uh, uh, to take – going to accelerate to be a great role player for them off the bench. And if Chris – this is the thing. This is the X factor. If Chris Middleton can somehow find a way to be some resemblance of what he was – you know, in that championship run, then I think all bets are off. I think they're a the clear-cut favorite because, to be honest with you, I don't even think they even need him to be that for them to win. But if he can find a way to be a, somewhat of a resemblance to that, because we've seen him, you know, obviously, you know, he goes there before us, He has his ups and downs. He disappears sometimes. But if he can be somewhat of a resemblance, and so you pair that with Giannis, and then you know you're going to have the Dame there as the, close, as the element. I mean, you, you watched last night. I mean, there, there's nobody – Better and that's it for those situations to walk into this situation right now than what Damian Lillard is. And the thing about it is, you know, Dame has always been this. He just never had the stage just the stage to showcase it. You know, it's a lot, a lot of times when play when Anthony Davis left New Orleans and came to the Lakers, there was all questions. Okay, can he fulfill that role? We're still asking them the same questions today. We'll get into that a little later. Can he, you know, be the guy that's going to, you know, be the difference maker and to make the Lakers a championship contender. For one year, he was proven right. But I don't think anybody's asking that question about Dame. We know Dame has that in him. He was just never he just, he was just, just was never put in that position to – because like we always said, nobody's coming to Portland. So he was never going to be in, in a position where he had to play with expectations. But I never worried about Dame, you know, stepping into a situation where he had championship aspiration expectations that he wasn't going to be able to live up to the bill. And I never had – I, that was never co- – because – dame Dame is built for this moment and i just think you know i think
0: it's a it's a load off of dame now because as to where in portland where he had to do so many things where he had to he was the primary ball handler he had to bring the ball up the floor he's telling guys where to go now you got in milwaukee you got other leaders you're you're basically coming into a a different type of culture now where you've got leaders you got defensive leaders you've got Mm -hmm. mental leaders you've got vocal leaders and now all Dame really has to do is go out and play. Right. And be who who like he said, be who who um he has who who he has been and who we have known him to be. But I want to touch on something real quick because I still agree with you that Milwaukee is a clear cut favorite, but I don't know if you watched any of the Celtics versus Knicks where Prozingis had a had a night. He scored thirty. And it, and he looked he looked good. He looked like Prozingas of old when it we took first a lot it. away from Jalen Brown. It did. But here's the thing, though. I think if you can get, and even if you can just get that one out of five nights from 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 Porzingis, I think that makes them a heck of a lot better 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 team than than what they previously were. And then you've got a guy like Drew Holiday who comes in and who's selfless and who can defend. And then you got a guy like Derek White who can knock down shots, and and we've seen how he elevated his level of play in the playoffs. Now. We we know Tatum is gonna be Tatum. We know we're gonna get production from him. Now the question is Jalen Brown. Yep. That's really who it comes down to, man. If he, because can the guy dribble with his left hand? That's that's I mean, Psh,
1: bro, him him off the dribble. I is.
0: just I just don't get that a, a guy a three hundred million dollar guy can not dribble with his left yeah. hand. But yeah, like like I said, man, I st- I still agree with you, but I mean I think. I don't think the, I don't think it's a huge gap between the the Celtics. No, and the no, Bucks I don't think it's a huge gap at all. But, but I, I do think the Celtics have gotten definitively better from last no, year.
1: No, no, there's no question about that. When, but when it comes to Boston, the, the the thing that I worry about most of Boston is this is the solidifying of the roles. I think it's going to become. I think it's going to take them uh, uh, some time to fix to figure out the pecking order and how they want to go about. It. I mean, we know that Tatum is but it, there's no question the best player on the team. But, you know, you bring in a Drew Holiday, you bring in a Christos Porzingis, you pay Jalen Brown the contract in the offseason, the extension that you paid him. I think it's going to find, because like I said, Porzingis was was phenomenal in his debut the other night, but we saw Jalen Brown struggle. And I don't know if, if, if one of them at their greatest is going to, you know, take, is going to disvalue the other. Can you get the best out of both of them? Mm -hmm. Because that's what you're going to need if you're going to win the championship or you're going to excel past Milwaukee. But here's where I think they got better at is because
0: last year, if Jalen Brown struggles, who are you going to look at? Marcus Smart? Are you going to look at an aging Al Horford to, to carry you? But now you've got another offensive weapon in Porzingis who can help kind of cancel out some of those struggles and you also got a drew holiday who 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 we've seen got the ability to go get get 40 mm-hmm. so i think that that helps them even if jalen Br- uh not jalen brunson excuse me jalen brown does struggle i think you've got viable offensive options that that can help you as, as to where last year you were looking at a guy like marcus more smart who's not who i mean he's okay but offensively do we do we really think he's That good offensively? No. I mean, he's made his mark on defense. So I think that uh, that 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 won't be a problem because the struggles, I think that that'll help them offensively because you got you got viable options now. I really do. But to your point, because I I do agree with you about that, though, Mm -hmm. it is essentially a two team race. Because yeah, I was
1: just gonna ask you. You don't you don't foresee anybody that even somebody that we may not be paying attention to right now that can possibly make a case.
0: Well, you know, last year I thought Cleveland was better than than what they were, and then they they just didn't show up in in, in the first round and absolutely had a pathetic showing. But can they, can they build off of that? Can they learn from that? Sure, because I I really like the pickup of Imani Bates. I I really like that well, draft Cleveland, pick. Yeah, yeah, because him in preseason, man, he knocked down some big shots for them.
1: Yeah, I don't know how much you know expectation we can put on him yeah i'm not I mean, expect, but, but I, I like i said i don't i don't think it, i don't think it should go on i notes. mean money but he might yeah i mean that, i think that was a steal where they got him from, right i mean here's a guy i mean he was the number one overall player recruit coming out of high school we all know what he did to put him in a the, in the position uh, that he's in and uh there's another guy out there who probably you know took a page out of his book but yeah nah i i, I like cleveland a lot Will I put him in? You know, uh, East Con- uh, Eastern Conference. Uh, yeah, I, contender? yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't because
0: I'm looking here. I mean, the New York Knicks. Do we really think that they that they that they could make some noise? Maybe. No. Nah, I'm I, not. You know, I'm not the hugest fan. Of, I'm not a huge Julius Randle fan. But here, but here's what I'll say about it being a two team two team race because I totally agree with you. But I'm looking at Philadelphia, man, and this James Harden situation is just rubbing me completely the wrong way. I hate it. It's making me sick because this guy just continuously, he just continues to quit his way out of these, try to quit his way out of these teams. And if you're Philly, I I would put him on the first thing smoking because you're not going to get what you think you're going to get at all.
1: You just got to cut your losses now.
0: And before we're going to touch on this and then we'll jump to the West, but because it's just, it's just making me sick, man. And I, and I just hate to see it. And, I'm all for of player empowerment. About you know because nah, this is, this is. But this no, listen, listen to what I'm saying. I'm all for of player empowerment because I believe I don't think it's right for you know for us to say that when these players want to go elsewhere, they they're selfish or they're they're this and that. But you know the front office can trade you, and they say it's just a business. So I can understand both sides. But this here is taking it way too far. Yeah. I mean you've done this three 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 times now. Yeah. Because it's it's just making me sick, man.
1: Yeah, l- l- listen, this ain't, and, and I agree with you, I'm all for player empowerment too, but this, this is nothing about player empowerment. It, because first of all, this situation is not, what James Harden, you know, what he's doing and the reason he's doing it, the situation is not unique to James Harden. This has been done to plenty, I, I, I don't care what. You're talking was, about Darryl Moore Eli. so I, what? I, I don't care what the front office uh, promised you. You think you're the first player that they were where they were promised something, and then your performance or the situation changed that yes. changed the outcome of what they promised you? Yeah. Could the fact that you disappeared in the playoffs could they have anything to do <laughs> with Daryl Morey changing his mind? And and, and and I agree with you. If you Philly, you just have to cut your losses now, man. Because like you said, you're not going to get you, you're not going to get any close to what what you think you made. And I, I don't even I, I don't even know what's being asked. I I mean I, I we've been hearing reports that uh, the Clippers won't you know. Are hesitant to part ways with Terrence Mann, which I which I don't think that's the case at all. Because I mean, I, don't, I Mann, think that's a
0: on, terrible fit. Number one.
1: First of all, I just think that uh, the Clippers don't want to do that deal. I, I don't think they want to bring yeah. Harden in. So, I think that's I think, a terrible fit. No, not. Yeah, I think not, that's just lip I service. think
0: James Her, James Harden to the Clippers is a terrible fit. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I mean, they're, you're gonna they're, pair him with Russ yeah, again?
1: I'm like I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They're saying that they don't they don't want to part ways with Terrence Mann. That's what's killing the deal. No, I just think the Clippers just don't flat I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I don't know. Like, would you try to change, trade him back to Houston and get some assets back? Because Philly Philly is the one team, like you said, I do believe it's a two-team race, but they're the one team that I could possibly say, look at and say, okay, maybe. Because you, right. still, you still have beat who's we, we know. I mean, I've, I've had my issue with Joel Embiid in but he, he is the reigning MVP. and He's clearly a, a top. Five, top six, seven player. However, you want. To I put think you
0: would be better off going with Tyrese Maxey as and, your and, second best player. And
1: Tyrese Maxey is your second best player. I hope you can get country. And hope you get you know, accelerations from these other players because Tyrese Maxey can possibly give you everything, if not more, than James Hawk can give you as Absolutely. a second option. I mean, if you look at the way the guy plays, he. I mean, he, he's just taking the step each and every year he's been in the league. And I don't know if there's anybody more explosive with or faster with the ball in their hands right now than Tyrese Maxey in the league, but. Yeah, it's interesting to see how they're going to handle that situation. But, yeah, I, like I said, I agree it's a two-team race, but Philly is the only team that I can possibly look at and say, okay, maybe and, if I squint my eyes and look at it the right way, maybe.
0: And back to this James Harden thing, man, like you were saying, okay, if you saying Darryl Morey did this, okay, whatever, yada, yada, yada. But what does that have to do with Joel and B? What does that have to do with Tyrese Maxey? What does that have to do with your team? Exactly. you letting your team down, man.
1: Like, that, come on, bro! What, what like, just, I, I, I don't think I think Philly has to cut their losses now,
0: and I think they're done with him now because it was reported that you know he tried to join
1: them and and, yeah, and they, they declined. They, 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 so they I just, think that they're they I think they've washed yeah. their hands and they're trying to yeah, trying you, to look yeah, for yeah. You have no choice now. You reached the point of no return. You have to move with him now because you cannot welcome him back in that locker room. I mean, I, I agree with you. Regardless of what you and Darren Moore have going on, Joel Embiid ain't got nothing to do with it. Nothing at all. You came You came there in part because you said that you wanted to help Joel Embiid compete for championships and be a contender for years to come. So just because Daryl Murray sli- – or you may think that Daryl Murray slid you, you're going to crap on Joel Embiid and the rest of the team too?
0: Yeah, you gotta I, I don't, to- Yeah, there's no way he can come back. No. I think these guys are going to no. be looking at him side-eye. And real quick, I wanted to touch on Philly, man. Joel Embiid, man, He, I don't think he he's going to be – I don't think he's gonna be happy with these guys, cause man, if you look at their history, man, you 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 chose Tobias her Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler, and then you had the uh, whole uh, Ben Simmons situation, and now you got the James Harden situation. So like, man, it's just it just seemed like year after year, man, it's just something with these Sixers, man. And then we know the Brent Brown situation and all these other things, man. It's just, man, you you're gonna be looking at a disgruntled superstar here pretty soon. I think
1: that's what I was going to ask you. At what point do you, if you're a Philly, do you, do you consider just blowing it completely up? Because if you move like, cause let, let, let's be honest, regardless of how this situation is going, there's no future without James Harden. We, we don't view them as a, we don't view him as a contender with James Harden. And there, there there's definitely no, we definitely don't view them as a contender without James Harden. And, and Embiid is not just going to stand around. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we know. I mean, he's a guy who's dealt with injuries in the past. He's been injury prone. He's not just going to sit here and let his 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 prime years and his championship window weather away and just sit and sit here stand pat. So, do you consider? I mean, I know there's who knows what you could probably get for him. OKC has a ton of picks. Would they be Would they be willing to move Chet Holmgren, Josh Giddy, right. and two first rounders for Embiid? Maybe they Maybe they would. I don't know. I but, think I think you wait it out a little bit. I think you wait wait it out
0: because here's why. Kind of like we talked about when we talked about uh, the Bears with the first round pick. You're not one piece away. I think the Sixers are closer than they are farther from a championship. So if they were like kind of, kind of tailing off and they weren't as close, because I, like I said, I think that they they could be good with Tyrese Maxey as their second option, especially in the East, because we know it's not like the West where you know you can win 50 games and still be an HC. So I think that they're closer. To a championship than they are farther because I think that so I, that's why I'm saying. I think you wait it out because I don't think you just completely blow it up right now because I think that you may be maybe one a couple pieces away from being a a, a, a viable championship team. Mm-hmm. So I, I would I wouldn't blow it up just yet. I would right. I would give I would give it uh, uh, I would wait a little bit. I agree. All right, man. So now that's the that's that's the ease. Like you said, possibly two team race. We know that it's not the same like that in the West. No, not at all. No, the West no, is just completely no, no, no. stacked. We've seen over the uh, past few nights, uh, the Phoenix Suns, the Lakers. You got uh, the defending champions, the Nuggets. So, man, what? We'll, we'll, let's do the same thing in the West. What are you thinking here? I mean, it's so it's it's man, it's difficult. I'm yeah. not even gonna lie. It's I difficult.
1: Think, I, I I legitimately think that there's. Three three to five teams that can possibly win the Western Conference this year. And, you know, to start to start with it, you know, the, the Nuggets should, should deserve to go in as the favorite. Absolutely. But, you know, when you look at some of these other teams, you look at the landscape, you look at, you know, uh, Phoenix, the Lakers, the Timberwolves, uh, the Kings, the Warriors. I mean, if Zion, I know, God, if I have, you know, can mm-hmm. somewhat resemblance to, can stay res healthy. I mean, who knows what New Orleans can be? Uh, I, I like OKC a lot. They could be a surprise team. Uh, Sacramento's still there. I, I said the Kings. Uh, Jai's going to come back at some point. Mm-hmm. Who knows what that can mean? I mean, it, 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 it is just, it, it, it is a gauntlet. You can never count a Luka team out. We know that. you say Golden State? Huh? Yeah, I said the Warriors. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it, it's literally, it, it, it it's literally a gauntlet in the Western Conference. It, it it is as stacked as I've ever seen it. But in terms of who I'm gonna pick to come out of the West, it's really between three teams, and I think you know those three teams are Denver, the Lakers, and Phoenix. Um, you know, let's talk about Anthony. Let, let me let me just get let's get okay, let's get to, yeah, yeah, let's get ahead, to the Anthony Davis situation. <laughs> you know what? I think I'm past the point of voicing my displeasure, uh, because it feels like it's a broken record. You know, I come on here and we always talk about you know ads, uh, you know roller coaster performances and things like that. At some point, you just are what you are. Absolutely. And at some point, we just have to accept that things are what they are.
0: One of my favorite sayings: when people show you who you are,
1: believe. Yeah, me. and we have no reason not to believe Anthony Davis in this situation, because he has shown us countless times. That this is who he is. And I say that to say that I've accepted that. And even with that being the case, I still don't think that if if I expect more of what we've seen on opening night, which probably we will see more of that throughout the course of the year, I still don't think that diminishes the Lakers' chances of winning the Western Conference. I don't. Hmm. Because I think they have compiled enough depth. Their main thing is they have to make sure that Anthony Davis and LeBron is as healthy as they can come playoff time. Come playoff time. So with that being said, I don't I don't view the Lakers as being one of these teams that's gonna win a ton of games in the regular season. I see them being more like a like a fifth or sixth seed in the Western Conference, to be honest with you. Because I I, I mean I think LeBron is probably gonna play if I had to put a finger on, I'd say LeBron is gonna play probably sixty to sixty five games. That's sort of the mean, that's sort of the that's sort of the, the line for Anthony Davis at this point. So I, I, I and and we just alluded to how stacked the Western Conference is. They're not going to have any easy games on a nightly Absolutely basis. Absolutely not. So I, I don't I don't see I I don't see them being this team that's going to you know take the, the regular season by storm. But I do like their their depth they have, and I do think that they, they're built more to do to make a serious run in the playoff. But they, I mean, they they're coming out with these reports. They're going to you know. They're going to try LeBron 28 to 30 minutes a night. That's the goal. I I don't know how sustainable that is. But I, I tell you what, you know, when watching them through these first two games, what I would like to see more is I would like to see LeBron be more of the primary ball handler. I think they're featuring D'Lo too much as their primary role as primary ball handler. Because the thing about it is if you're going to play LeBron 28 to 30 minutes a game, which is about far the less he's ever played in his career, then I think, you know, why. if you're going to play him that low volume of minutes, you have to have the ball in his hand because that's what he does best. Because here's the thing. People talk about, oh, man, LeBron's going to get the chance to play off the ball. You got other people that can create plays around him. The thing is, LeBron's not that great in that role. He's not meant to play off the ball. So, I do think the Lakers aren't going to be this great team throughout the regular season, but I do think they will be legit. They are legit contending in the West. But, and I'm going to let you go. I didn't even get to Phoenix. I didn't even, I'm not even, I'm not even probably going to get to a lot of these teams, but I'm going to pick Denver to come out the West just simply because that seven foot guy is just so great, man. Just so effortlessly great. And if you look at the team that they have around him it goes a lot to what I was saying about Milwaukee when you have a superstar that compliments you have a complement of players around Nikola Jokic that compliment him perfectly. We all know what a, what a what a tremendous pass he is for anybody not just a seven footer but when you have the complement of shooters and the complement of guys that uh make make plays that he can make plays for and also make plays for him and with the depth that they have and he, he he's just he he's just that great so i like I like Denver as the defending world champs because I think Jokic is the best player in the game. And the biggest difference is what we just said about Anthony Davis' inconsistency. That's why I cannot give the Lakers the edge over Denver. Not that that's the main part, but the main thing is about it that I think Jokic is just that great. So I got the Nuggets coming out of the Western conference in a dog fight. In a dog fight.
0: Okay. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that pick because I mean it's I mean it's it's the smart it's the smartest pick right now because I mean like you said Jokic is the best player in the, in the NBA and the guys just on another level right now and you know they should they just they reserve the right to be the favorites to come out right now. I mean obviously they're, yeah. they're the defending champions. But I'm going to go another way, man. I just think Phoenix I just think Phoenix has too much because even though I believe Jokic is the best player We've seen the best player go to the finals eight straight eight straight years and, and get beat up by by the by the Warriors. So I just think I just think eventually I I have no doubt that Jokic will be great. His greatness will be on display. But I just think I just think Phoenix has too much because when I look at it, man
1: See that's interesting that you say that because that's that's the opposite the uh view that I have on Phoenix. I don't think they have enough. I don't think they have enough around that three headed monster. That's I what think I they think. do.
0: I think they do because I think them going out I think the Dame trade actually helped them because going out and get a center like Nurkic because you first of all you had to get DeAndre Ayton out of there because he didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. I think going out and getting getting a, a solid center like Nurkic helps them. Going out and getting a guy like Grayson Allen who who has been in to, uh games like these and, and and proven to knock down big shots in big times um helps them. And Jordan Goodwin. You know, he, he's 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 played well. He's had some time in, in Washington. And uh I believe you got a uh, Josh O'Kogee if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Uh yeah you got a, yeah, you got a-, a-, a Kogis look great. Yeah Akoge looks, looks great. And, and he has the ability to to defend perim- mm-hmm. per- perimeter guys. So and then you got you signed a Eric Gordon who can knock down big shots. So I think that you know I think that they got enough around them because when I was watching the the Lakers game yesterday man and I seen K D put on the absolute show um, obviously, you know, it wasn't enough. But, you know, seeing him putting up that 39, man, and I'm just Oh, like, he can still get it done. Absolutely. He, he can, he's still him. But like, when I look at that and I look at what you got in a Devin Booker and a Bradley Bill, you got to realize, man, you're going to have your third best perimeter friend defender Gordon Bradley Bill, a guy who averaged 30 in this league. who averaged 30 in this league. And I don't believe that these guys – I don't believe they're going to develop a selfish mindset. I believe it's going to be a mindset of, oh, you got it this night, you go. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. believe it's, oh, I got to get my 20 shots, you got to get your 20 shots. I don't believe it's going to be that. I believe this this team has enough to come out the West. So I'm picking Phoenix to come out the West. Probably with those top three teams, like like you alluded to, the the Nuggets uh, and the Lakers as well. And, uh, man, but... Okay, when I, yeah, when, I'm, but I'm, when I look at this, man, because like you said, a dog fight, man, if any of these teams can slide into that.
1: Uh, no, those don't. But I, I think, yeah, you, you're right about that. But I think those three teams there. Yeah. Clearly, but, I,
0: but here's the thing, though. I think. Any of those three teams could could find themselves in a first round matchup that they might not no, want to no, be that's, in.
1: That, that's true. But I, I'm like saying, let's
0: just say you you go up against a seven seed uh, Mavericks team or a seven yeah, seed Pelicans yeah, team. Can, yeah, Luka can, Luka yeah, can backpack man. that. Yeah. So I'm just saying, man, I believe that those top three teams should should be right there in the thick of yeah, things. Because but I'm just saying it's not a sure. Because when you thing. look when
1: you look at those three teams compared to the rest of the, the rest of the Western Conference, like you said. Any of those teams, anything, those guys can come up across one of the matchups and anything can happen. But I think when you look at the, the structure and what those three teams possess compared to some of the other teams, they, they – they, I think what they possess stands uh, <laughs> but, I mean, to what, to what you said about Phoenix, the only thing that worries me about Phoenix defensively, I'm, I, have my, I have my concerns there because, you know, you bring in Frank Vogel, who's a defensive-minded coach, but, I mean, Nurk, Nurkic and KD, you know – how, are, they, are they really going to be able to deal with uh, Jokic in the paint? Are they really going to be able to deal with AD Christian Wood? Or, or, are they going to? Are they really going to know what and what LeBron brings that to you down in the interior? Are they really going to be strong enough and stout? I mean, and you see, I know they didn't have Book and KD. I mean, Book and Bill last night, but I mean, they they were just they were they were just soft down there. I mean, they 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 couldn't keep LeBron from the rim. They couldn't keep AD off the glass and and Christian Wood off the glass. So that concerns me. And then. I'm not. I'm not sold on Bradley Beal in, in, in this in this role when he's been you know when when he's been in basketball purgatory in Washington for all them years where he's been the guy for him to come over to a team that has tr- uh, championship aspirations and him being viewed upon as the third option. I worry about how he's going to adjust in that situation hmm. because we've seen guys whether it be Chris Bosh, Kevin Love, other guys. Come from situations like that where they have never had expectations like that, and they were the the, the main focus of their teams. Come into situations like that and really struggle to adjust, and, and really put a I mean put a damper on, on on their championship team. On I mean I'm sorry on those teams, and I, so I just worry about that. I just think there's more questions surrounding Phoenix than I would say there's surrounding the Lakers and the and the Nuggets at this point. Not not to say that Phoenix can't come out of the West because look. You got Kevin Durant and Devin Book on your team. Look, I'm going to roll the dice and, and just hope they come up seven or eight. So, but.
0: Well, I think it benefits them having a full training camp, too. And, and, and obviously you got, like Yeah, but you the said, Ross is also a little bit different. Obviously you said you got a new voice in here. You got Frank Vogel, who, who's a defensive-minded coach. And I think those guys will really buy into that. I mean, because I think, you know, obviously, you know, anytime you coach a LeBron, a LeBron team, you know, you're, LeBron's gonna get most of the credit, but I think these guys, I think Frank Vogel can get some respect out of these guys, and I think they'll buy into what he's saying. Yeah, but I just, I just think, I just think this gonna work, man. I really do. Okay. just, just I mean, looking I, at it. Yeah, man, I just, I just, think, I just think it's gonna work. I do.
1: I, I, I just think, you know, and, and you know, you possess that type of talent. You know, there, I mean, I'm not gonna fault you for saying that, but like, I think there's less. More. I mean, because let me ask you a question. Let's say for the for the the Phoenix, uh, Phoenix and the Lakers went put uh, matched up in a playoff series right now. Who would be the two best players in that series? Uh,
0: LeBron and KD. You think so? I do. AD nah, AD would probably be maybe the I don't even know if AD would be the third. I'll stop that. Stop, stop. That. Oh, you mean like talent like from a talent standpoint? Yeah. I still think it would be LeBron and KD. Okay, I'm saying but
1: like they it would be it would be LeBron it would be Brian KD then AD.
0: Yeah, from a talent standpoint, yeah. But what did you just say? A talent standpoint, yeah. But
1: productivity, I don't know if I can trust AD. Right. But I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much I can trust Bradley Beal or, or, or Devin Book at this point. But
0: as a as a third option, I'm okay with that. Because what did we say last year when the Lakers played against the Nuggets? This was going to come down to role players. Now. And, and the Lakers by far have the best role. They have the, the, they the do. best support. They do, but they gotta show up though. They gotta show up. Man, you Carl, how long have you been a LeBron fan for basically mm-hmm. since since the totality of his career, right? Yeah You know when guys can play in Brooklyn, guys can play in uh uh Washington they can shoot forty five percent from the and three. They come up to LeBron, come up and, to LeBron and, and, like and they instantly, instantly like they, they can't throw gym. they can't throw it in the ocean. But,
1: but, no, but but I but I seen I seen guys thrive last year under those. I seen Austin Reeves thrive in that role last year. Gabe Davis, not Gabe uh, Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent. Uh, I seen him uh, perform on, uh, with Miami in deep playoff run. So I have more confidence in in, in what's around. I the like Tor-
0: I like Torian Prince. I Torian love that pickup, I, I love love like that like. pickup.
1: Christian Wood, I think, was maybe the steal of the all season, but I, I just like what's around I, uh, the Lakers and their star. A bit. You like you
0: like what's around them more yeah, than what you I like. I think around. there's less questions surrounding Denver and so would and you the take? Lakers. Would you take uh, Lakers, the Lakers supporting Cavs over over Denver?
1: No, I would not. Okay, nah, no, I think what I think with Denver because l- l- let's put it like I mean, look, well, Denver lost Murray some guys, in the play. I, I, look, regardless of what you may think about in the players. Jamal Murray in the playoff goes to a superstar mode for whatever reason. I mean, it's just like Jimmy. It's the equivalent of Jimmy Butler. It really is. And you think about you know, I know they lost Bruce Brown, but and Jeff Green and Jeff Green, but you know KCP and all these guys, and, and they they just their team is just deep and deep together because they've been here before and they and they play well together. So that's the thing. You you can have this player and that player, and this player, and this player, but you have no idea how it's going to come all together. I mean, look, like, I can have grapes over here, and collard greens right here, and ice cream right here. Yeah, I like <laughs> all of them, but, I, but when I put them together, nah. But so we, we got to see how it's going to all come together first. And Denver, I think they're—I I think their team is far, far, far more. I'm not going to say far, 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 but I think there's less question marks around. They, they deserve to be the favorite at this point. But Phoenix... I feel the most confident, all the teams in West Conference, I feel the most confident in Denver and the Lakers. Towards to Phoenix, I'm kind of on a wait-and-see approach when it comes to them. Okay. I'm not mad at that. Now, I want to ask
0: you this. Any any players you think will break out this year, will have standout years, or anybody you you, you kind of keeping your eye on, one person I'm keeping my eye on is Jordan Poole in Washington. I want to see what... Would that I, really be
1: considered a breakout, though?
0: I, I Well, he's going to have a, a more enhanced role. Like I believe he'll, he 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 he'll be more free because obviously we know what happened with uh, the Draymond Green situation. I believe that took some effect on his game last year. So I believe he'll 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 be playing more free, and you you pair him with a guy like Kuzma, and uh, yeah, so that's something I'm I'm keeping my eye on for sure.
1: So you, when you say breakout, you mean like a player that like we probably didn't see coming coming to um, on like a break like 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 a SGA breakout,
0: either last or year. either or a guy who or a guy who who could possibly have like a most improved year. You knew he was good, but maybe take a step up.
1: Mm, look out for Jonathan Kaminga with the Warriors. Really? Yeah, I think I think what I think what Chris Paul is going to bring over there is probably going to bring out you know an element him that we haven't seen before. There's a number of guys. I mean, I don't know if you really call Austin Reeves at this point a breakout. Uh, Uh, damn, I can't think of his name. The kid, the kid from Portland, Shadon Sharp. Shadon Sharp. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think he's another guy to look out for. There's a number of players, but uh yeah. First thing to come to mind, uh, Austin Reeves. I think Austin Reeves could possibly have an all-star all-star campaign this year.
0: Yeah, I'm not mad at that. One person, I, I, I mean, I think he's good now, but I think Anthony Edwards is going to take a huge leap this year. I do. I think he he'll I think he'll make his first All NBA team this year. Yeah, I think he'll take that type of leap. And personally, me, I would, I would, I would be. I think I said this before. I would be listening the office for Cat and build more around Anthony Edwards.
1: Yeah, but if you if you're gonna do that, then you would have to because I think they may not they may not be viewed upon right now as you know a, a team that a legit championship contender. But if if you're gonna do that, what are you gonna get back in return? Is gonna be the question. Are you gonna get pieces to build around Anthony Edwards or are you gonna bring in somebody else that that's kind of the same ilk of cat that you think will compliment Anthony Edwards better than cat? That that, I mean not to say that I will completely shut that down. Right. But if I'm gonna do that, I think you should be listening to yeah,
0: I think you should you should entertain it at 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 all angles for sure. But that's not a knock against cat, though. Right, not at all. Not at all. I, I, I do think I think he's a great player too, but I want to get your thoughts on on uh, Wimby real quick, man. What did you watch any any of his debut at all? I did. He kind of struggled in the beginning, and uh, you know that fourth quarter he showed he showed flashes of uh, of a really a really a really good player, man. I'm I was personally one who who really didn't believe the Wimby hype, but kind of watching him a little bit throughout preseason and, and watching his debut. I think when he gets his feet under him, man, he's gonna be a really good player in this mm-hmm. league. I'd really do. Yeah. I I, I, I was But gonna... for me personally, what one of my dislikes about him, he stays around the perimeter a little bit too much for my liking. Be, uh,
1: that's what I was gonna say. The only thing that I, I, I and I believe I believe I believe the the, the 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 talent and the abilities are there and they're real. But at seven foot four, he's he's much more of a Kevin Durant seven foot four than he is right. say, a Shaquille O'Neal or young right. something Kupo. And I would like to see that kind of not to say you completely go away from that aspect of your game, but I, I would kind of see that it was kind of reverting to meme. I would kind of see you want to establish yourself down in the post a little bit more. That way you can open up what you can do outside on the perimeter a little bit more. Because I think if, in the game the other night, I don't think he, I don't think he got a, a, a point, a bucket in the paint until like late in the fourth quarter or something right. like that. Well, he and he was in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, we understand that, but. Uh, yeah, I would like to see him assert himself a little bit more in the interior. But I, I, I believe this. I believe the skill set in this kid is legit, no doubt. How quick do you
0: think he can turn the the spirits back into a legit? Well, if you look at the team contender. they got him
1: around now, what what they have done a great job of is they have they have put other they have put we, we we know the ability of Wimby, and we know we believe that he has a bright future. But they have surrounded him around other good young players that also have bright futures. I mean, you you look at Devin Vassell, uh, Keldon Johnson, mm-hmm. Jeremy Sochan – I mean, these these are good-looking young players that can also that also can grow with Wimby and also get chemistry with them, so they can become something special. So, I mean, I don't think I don't think they're legit playoff or can, you know can make some true noise this year. Rookie of the year, mm, year or two. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, could could they possibly could they possibly challenge for a playing spot this year? Possibly, possibly, I mean, yeah. I mean, because they can get to the tenth seed. I yeah, mean, yeah, for sure. But it's all going to be predicated on what Wimby can become. Right. I mean, it's like we said with Zion, uh, all them years. If Zion becomes we can, if Zion becomes what we think he can become, and obviously it's a different situation. We know the injuries are taking apart there, and him, you know, wanting to be a porn star the, uh, uh, outside, of, uh, outside <laughs> of basketball as well. But uh, yeah, it's all gonna, it's all gonna be predicated on him becoming what we think that he what his potential what we think his potential can be. Because I believe Pop is gonna is a is one is a good enough coach, a great coach, that you know, he's he's gonna he's gonna develop the team to be and we've seen him do this before. We've seen him do this with Dave Robertson, Tim Duncan. Yeah. Players like that. So I, I got confidence that they can become that they can be really good really quickly. Maybe within the next year or so, yeah.
0: Do you think he'll win rookie of the year?
1: No, I don't who you got okay he may win it but it may be a close race though i really like brandon miller man i do you, and, you know I, I i and you know i don't know if the situation that he's in will you know better fits him than win rookie year over wimby it may mm-hmm. not be but out of all the guys you know when we looked at that draft you know out of um you know, with 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 Wimby, scooting him, he was the one guy that I wa that I watched the most. I seen more of him than I seen Wimby and Scoot, mm-hmm. and I just really liked his game at Alabama. You know, he was a guy who, um, you know, played really great defense on on the perimeter. Was a really good perimeter shooter. Also dominated down low in the paint. He he just have a lot of good facets of his game. I think that he can become a really good player. Whether he can win a rookie or not, I have no idea. It may it may end up ultimately awesome. be 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 Wimby, one cat on chair Hongren as well, but. Wimby should be the favorite to win it, I think.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. So I agree. let me let me ask you. Okay.
1: Since you you since you just brought a rookie of the year. As far as MVP is concerned, look, the obviously the the consensus, somewhat lazy pick would be, you know, Giannis and Jokic. I mean, they could they could literally win an MVP every year. Absolutely. Deserving. So, so I'm going to, for that sake of argument, we all know that that's going to kind of be boring to, you know, to just kind of make this a little bit more entertaining. I'm going to get into some some guys who I think could possibly win it this year, and you'll appreciate this. Would you been a Kentucky guy? I think De'Aaron Fox has a great chance to win MVP really? this year. Really? I do. Because I think that the Sacramento Kings could possibly end up being the number one seed in the Western Conference. Yeah. <laughs> I think they are built to win a lot of games in the regular season. Now what they can now do they have enough to to, to be a, a legit contender? No, I still like all those other teams we just recently talked about over them. But I don't think I, I don't think enough people really realize how great of a season that De'Aaron Fox had last year. Had I mean, you one. look at what he did in the fourth quarters in games last oh, year. Oh yeah. He was the best that, he was the best fourth quarter player by, in yeah. the game. Now, now that may come down now, that may revert this year. But that, that's not a, that's not going to be a knock on what he's going to be able to do. It's just that he was just that all time great last year. But yeah, if, if he if he can find a way to you know expand upon what he and grow upon the year that he had last year, and the Kings can take a forward, step forward as a team, I think we're going to look at him and he's going to be smack dab in that MVP conversation throughout the duration of the year. And another guy is uh is another uh, Kentucky Wildcat book. I, I think book. Okay. Uh, you know, with him somewhat. Different role for him this year than he's ever been in. You know, no Chris Paul. He's the he's the unquestioned leader there now. Looks to me like he's going to be their point guard. I don't know what their plans are with that. I think he will be. So with with him, you know. Because, you know, he actually ran a little point guard at, at Kentucky. He did. He did. Uh, and, you know, we, we all think that the Phoenix Suns, we all predict the Phoenix Suns are going to be a great team all year. And with him, you know, being the primary ball handler and prom the primary decision maker. And everything going through him, he's going to put up gaudy numbers. So I think he's a sleeper pick. And here's another thing. I just since I did just bring up Giannis, if Milwaukee, you know, does have a great year and they are the number one seed in the East, or maybe even the all, number one seed in all of all of the NBA, is there any way a narrative gets bent to where Dane becomes the MVP? Dame that. becomes the MVP over Giannis in that I was regard. going say that. What are your thoughts on that? No, I, I
0: mean it's it's definitely something that 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 could happen, bro. Because, yeah. and if Dame plays at a at a high level, and if Dame goes out there and and because and, Dame, he honestly could have been in a lot of MVP conversations oh, over the last few years. But you know, obviously being in Portland and um, you know, not winning that many many games and things like that. But I think absolutely if he performs on, on a big stage and and has a lot of big games like we've seen, um. The other night,
1: absolutely. I think that yeah, that, yeah. that he mean, could he could be right in the thick of things. Because look, Giannis, I, I, I I'm gonna just say one A, one B, best player in the NBA. You know him or Jokic, whichever one you're gonna, whichever will, one you go. I won't fight you. You know, but we all know that he's the best player on the team. He's the mm-hmm. better of the two. But if Dame has come over and he solidifies solidifies himself and performs, what we what we. What we've seen last night is even a glimpse of what we can see throughout the rest of the season, and he solidified himself as the unquestioned, unbonafide closer of the team. I don't see how you cannot you can deny his case as MVP right. of, uh, of of the uh, of the team. Then, I mean, like like you said, Giannis can win it every year, and could it be we always talk about voters fatigue? Could it could they could voters end up saying, "Well, we gave Giannis back to back in the past. Right. Dame is this is the first time he's been in this situation. This been this, and this is the he's performed." we're going to favor him. I can see a situation like that happening as well too. So Yeah.
0: So for my my prediction on
1: MVPs, I'm going to throw ai am
0: going to give you my dark horse for it first. Okay. Now they would have to win enough, enough games. But SGA could be right in, right in the conversation. I thought because, about it because you're talk, going with another Kentucky guy. You talking about a guy who was first team all NBA last year. Now if he could if he could vault cuz Okay OKC so made the play-in last year. I believe that was a 10th seed. Yep. Now, if he could vault these guys to maybe like a 5th seed, now that may be pushing it because we know the last person to win that it wasn't. I, I totally agree because I had some pushback yeah. with Jokic winning at the 6th seed mm-hmm. and also Russell Westbrook winning at the 6th yeah. seed.
1: If that's the case, I wouldn't agree with him winning MVP. I'm right. Regardless of the season, Now, team.
0: his numbers would have to be like off the charts yeah. like astronomical. Now he, But he has the ability to do that now. Yeah. Because, like I said, this is the guy who who, who made first team all
1: NBA last year. Yeah. Now, I, I, like, I like that a lot. Like, because l- let's be honest, SGA last year made a leap that v- very few players of any have made Absolutely. last year. Absolutely. I and mean, nobody. But, I,
0: and honestly, we knew that SGA was good, but I don't think anybody's I, I don't, seen that No, leap I, I did
1: not see that, what he did last year. And. You Clippers know, are probably kicking themselves. But, and you, you know, you know it, it, when it when it popped, it it wasn't one of those like when you saw when you actually sit there and watch them play because it was easy just to watch the numbers and be like, man, actually, you having a year. But when you actually watched his skill set, it was almost to the point of like, where you like, oh, that's for real. That's just not a one off. That's her to stay.
0: And I think a lot of people seen it that night when LeBron broke the scoring record. I think you know a lot of the attention was was on LeBron, but rightfully so. Yeah, yeah, rightfully so. But. There, there was also a basketball game going on, and he dominated, and, and he that, dominated game. that game. So on a big stage, you know, I think, and and he showed that he that he is a, uh, uh, all caliber player. But for my other MVP pick, I'm gonna pick Jason Tatum.
1: Okay, yeah, no, nah, yeah, he, he's definitely, yeah, he he should
0: definitely be in, yeah. the, in the. If pick you want to say
1: top three, Giannis, Jokic, and Tatum, that that's probably the, those those three right there are probably. Luca
0: eventually is gonna win win MVP. They're man. not good
1: enough. <laughs> They, they, they just not, man. He's
0: eventually going to win MVP. I don't know what it is because, I mean, every year he f- seems to be the favorite for preseason year. MVP. But he's eventually going to win MVP, man, because I don't think – Are we sure about that now? I mean, like two, three years ago when you asked that question, you would have been – but are we really sure about that? The thing with – his numbers are always there. They just don't win enough games is what it is. Okay. And, and, I'm
1: glad you brought that up. Are we sure that yeah, Luca's style of play is, is – is, is is a style of play that's essential to a team winning a lot of games because it kind of goes to what I've been saying. Not, and I'm not. I'm not saying that he's this guy. James Harden and Westbrook. If you look at the Mavericks, nah, team, I think, I think nah, Westbrook nah, nah, is a stretch. Nah, nah, I would take, I'd take Luka in, in a rainstorm with mudslide over, over Westbrook. <laughs> but if you look at because we we question all the time is is, is there a right compliment to Luka? We don't right? know that. So we don't know if, if – we don't know what's it's going to take to put a team around Luka that's going to be a legit winner. Like, it's going to produce a lot of wins. I don't know if we know – so his numbers are always going to be there. But is his team going to be successful enough to put him in that position to win an MVP? I don't know that. I haven't seen the formula for that to happen yet. That's a great question. And, and
0: you know, I, right now I don't have the answer to it because, you know, like you, you, you make a really good point. Mm-hmm. And I can't be mad at that. You know, like we said, we've always – Is there really like a second guy that could go like who would be happy just watching the Luca show? You know, because that's kind of what he does. He's kind of like you know, no disrespect to him, he's kind of a ball stopper, man. Like he gets most of his assists are are kind of just like whoops, look what I found. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, man, I'm not I'm not mad at that, but I still think if if they can somehow muster up and and win enough games to maybe get the fourth seed, something like that, I think I think he'll win MVP.
1: For sure. So, did
0: you pick somebody? To win it? Like, who's your favorite? Tatum's a solid pick. Uh, obviously, like you said, Giannis and, and Jokic would obviously be the favorites. Um, I'm not picking Embiid to to repeat this year because I just don't think they'll be. Yeah. I don't think he just, they'll be good. He
1: just, I mean, if if they, it all depends on what the record would be. If they if they if they finish like say within five six games and they uh, of Boston and Milwaukee and they they the Clicklet third best team would that be enough games He would have to have a, a monster season right j- j- to rep er- that will revel the one that he had last season or beyond that to even put him. But I no I don't think he goes back to back either. Yeah, so my pick would be Jason Tatum. That's that, a solid. That, pick. that
0: would be who yeah. my my pick for MVP. All right, man. So let's talk about some NFL as we wrap up NBA. Let's before we get out of here, man. We got to talk about ca- the Cowboys, man. It seems like forever since we talked <sighs> about them, man. Yeah. So ahead of this, um, ahead of this, I'm week, gonna let you start. On this. Coming off the, uh, coming off the bye week, right? Yeah. Coming off the bye week, going in, going into, uh, are they at LA or? No, that's in Dallas, I believe. In Dallas. So this this will kind of be kind of a this kind this kind of a tricky game, man. You know, some people will call it a trap game where you kind of look forward to, you know, your division rivals, the Philadelphia Eagles. So this game is going to – I think this game is going to be a, kind of a dog fight, man, because, you know, we we, we didn't – I think you picked Seattle to win. No, you picked uh, the 49ers to win this division, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, you picked Seattle. They they – 49ers. Uh, I don't oh, know. Oh, they, oh, they, hold they, on they, they lost two in a oh, row. Oh, but
1: – but Gino's been terrible. But go ahead. I wouldn't say
0: he's been terrible. What?
1: He hasn't
0: been terrible. He's been awful. I wouldn't say awful. He, has, he hasn't played better than he has last year. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. But the point is, we both we both didn't really We both weren't really high on the Rams coming into this year.
1: No, he didn't have a reason to be. <laughs> right. I mean But
0: they they've kind of showed some flashes where they they could be, you know, with the um, emergence of Puka Nakua and you know them getting Cooper Cup back. This I don't think this is this is gonna be an easy game. I think this is a game you're gonna have to come in and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to him uh, and the mouse and, and and play and come out with with aggression first, man. Because what have, what have we seen with the Cowboys? They they sometimes they come out and they just don't look ready to play. I don't know if that attributes to Michael McCarthy not getting them ready to play, maybe Dak not being a leader, but sometimes they just come out and they don't look ready to play. And these are the type of games that they do it in, games that I believe that they should win going away. Now, what they're going to have to do, man, they are going to have to play Cowboys football. They're just going to have to run it. They're going to have to run it because we talked about this, man. This offense, man, I – it has looked very, very blah. It's blah. Yeah, it's just blah. And I don't and and it's I, just blah. Listen, I just wish I, I, I'm with you, man. Jerry Jones needs to sell the team. Okay,
1: let's not bring up stuff that we know has zero chance of happening. <laughs> zero chance of happening. Because but I, 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 okay,
0: okay, I won't say sell the team. He needs to step down, man. Because I just wish he would shut his mouth sometimes. Like going on here and saying that that uh, we won't we won't make a trade at the deadline unless somebody reaches out to us. What kind of crap is that? Yo, what kind of what kind of team runner are you? <laughs> uh, uh oh, hey Jerry Jones, we just wanted to see if we can make you better. What? So you're not gonna make any effort to better your team? I just don't get it. Like I just I wish, I, I, I wish he would just be quiet sometimes
1: and and, and just 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 stop. Just stop. Just stop it, Jerry. Yeah, I've never heard anything like that ever. I've, I've never heard anybody say anything like it's, that.
0: It's just—it's so arrogant and it's just so prideful that that you—I've never heard anybody say that we don't want to make our team better because we see Harry Roseman is not not messing around, not staying pat at all. I mean, you look at last year; the guy went out and got um, AJ Brown. You you go and get Jalen Hurts another receiver. We see what type of year he had. And then you went out and got a, a C.J. Garner-Johnson last year. You lost him last year in free agency. And then you go out and get an all-pro safety in Kevin Byard. Are yeah. you kidding me?
1: Best best, best, best team, best, best general manager in football. No question. No question.
0: This is a guy who knows when his – Howie Roseman knows that their window is now. Strike one Irons height.
1: That's, what, that's the way it now. has to be in football.
0: And Jerry is so prideful that, oh, I just want to build through the draft. Like, you know, we don't go out and make trades. But if you look at it, Jerry – your Cowboys dynasty kind of have 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 been impacted by you making moves. You went out and got a Charles, Charles Haley. You went out and got a Deion Sanders, who changed life, who absolutely changed life. And the most recent one that I that 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 I can remember, you went out and got a Mark Cooper when you were three and five, and you went on and won eight straight. So I mean, Jerry, this notion that you just want to build through the draft and you just, oh, oh I'm so proud for, oh, I did it my way, Jerry. If you trade for somebody, you still did it your way. You, you made the trade. I just, I just don't, I just don't get it, man. But yeah, this Sunday, I'm gonna pick the Cowboys to win this game. I'm gonna pick them to win this game, 23 to 16 yeah
1: okay yeah I, I i agree and i I'm not gonna get into because uh last year you've been I'm preaching to the choir no i'm not now, last year I was pretty much banned from talking about Jerry Jones on this show. I was pretty much told that I couldn't bring him up because it was all Dak fault so i'm I'm not gonna even- expand. i don't know i don't i don't I, know that. I'm not gonna even expand on what you just said i think you you know you started you know kind of uh see what I've been saying is uh you know yeah, who's the, who's the true problem in all this? But anyway, to uh, to t- t- this game on Sunday. But Jerry don't play football games. I just want to say uh-huh, that. Right, right. But apparently he, <sighs> uh, currently he doesn't control – I mean, uh, currently nobody does. But anyway, uh, what I want to see in this game, I want to see this offense finally go out and be assertive from start to finish. Because we Absolutely, have, we I agree. Have, we have yet to see that. And against this Rams defense, I think they have some areas where you can exploit. Uh, because, man, this offense is just – bland there's no there's no there's, 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 no, pop, there's, there, no, there's no pop there's no excitement there's no flash there's no creativity there's no nothing there, there's nothing it's and, like and, 1960s yeah i mean they're constantly in third and longs and you know they, they just they're, they're not they can't find a way to get the ball to their playmakers i mean dude, not to
0: cut you off but i think a lot of and i think that i'm not i'm not i'm not killing dak here but i think In the back of Mike McCarthy's mind, he's thinking about those 15 interceptions. He wants wants to be careful. He wants to be safe. That's what
1: I was going to bring up. See, the difference between Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. He didn't care. He (laughs) didn't give a damn if Dak threw 15 or 50 interceptions. (laughs) We about to run my offense. Right. And, And it seems like McCarthy is coming to these games trying to protect Dak from himself. Yeah. But you can't do that when you have...
0: When you got when you go out and get a Brandon Cooks you and, and, get, and you yeah, you're running reverses for when you
1: when you got Ceedee Lamb who's gonna be gonna be uh, looking for a new contract you traded for a Brandon Cooks and you're running jet sweeps with him a, yeah you're running jet sweeps yeah yo no, you can't do that that's not what you went out and got him cause, for cause, man because we was told that Kellen Moore was a, he, he had to go right that's what we was told the reason that they lost that championship and the reason that Dak played like absolute stuff on the bottom of my shoe was because Kellen Moore didn't know what he was doing. Now, this offense looked like they can't score against Eastside, and, and, and I don't know, <laughs> like interference. I think I think the issues in the red zone is obviously the most concerning thing. Absolutely, because I think I think they have done a pretty good job of getting the ball up and down the field. Go Real ahead.
0: quick, do you think that has anything to to do with Zeke being gone? Nah,
1: nah, absolutely not. Maybe Dalton Schultz being gone because they they have that was Dak security. They they have yet to find a a. a, 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 a a security blanket for because for whatever reason, man, I don't know what. it... And since CD got there, it just seemed like him and Dak have not been able to get on the same. It just 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 something's been amiss with that. It, 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 it's definitely not like the wavelength that, that, that he Dak was good
0: two weeks ago against the Chargers. He though. was. They 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 showed some wavelength, and but and it, some it just connection. seemed
1: like Amari oh, oh, Cooper and Dak just seemed like they just had they like it. you they know were they it. they just knew like they was a part of each other. Mm-hmm. Like they was locked step stepping on everything. It just seemed like. Dak doesn't have – ever since Omari is gone, Dak doesn't have that guy. Now, I'm not making excuses for Dak because, you know, there really is no excuses to be made. But I, I, that's what I want to see. I'm, I'm picking the Cowboys to win this game 27-18. to 18. Uh, And I want to I see this offense finally play a complete game of football because we have yet to see that. Even the games they've dominated, this offense does not look great. They've, and, you know, last, last week – well, a couple weeks ago against the Chargers, they were very fortunate to win that game. It's just that you know Dak really didn't do a great job moving the football. It's just that Justin Herbert couldn't do anything, and but yeah, that, that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. But I do. I do think they. I think they win this game 27-18. All
0: All right, man. We'll see. You know, I'll be watching for sure.
1: All right, man. You got
0: you got shake it or take it, right?
1: Yeah, but uh, one other thing on the count before I get nah, before I get take it or shake it. You know I love Micah.
0: He got to show up.
1: He got you know he has to show up. And I don't like his comments about you know challenges, the, the scrutiny. Yeah. yeah, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Look who you play for. You, you, you like you, you got to realize that's that's that, that's coming. You, you can't complain about stuff that that you can't. That, I always say there's no use about complaining about things that ain't gonna change. And you are talking about and to his point that oh, it's not the same energy for the Eagles who lost to the Jets. The Eagles didn't go out and get embarrassed the way that you did. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Sorry, Micah, I love you. You my boy. I love watching you play. You know who jersey I got. But come on, man. You you, you gotta grow up with that one, little bro.
0: And the thing is, kinda of going back to what you were talking about about Anthony Davis, in New Orleans, if Anthony Davis had if Anthony in New Or in, in New Orleans Anthony Davis scores zero points in the second half, I don't think anybody's covering that. Nah. It's because he's on the Lakers, and it comes with different expectations. Exactly, Micah. If you play for the Arizona Cardinals or the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, nobody would be saying that. But you play for the Dallas Cowboys, and it's America's team. Unfortunately, um, you know that's what comes with it. Now, it could be sometimes that could be a bad thing, but hey, it is what it is, man. The
1: thing though, it goes both ways. It's not one sided. Now, If the ca- if, if the Cowboys would have went out there and dominated the 49ers, vice versa. We would have gave them that credit. The, the entire story of that week would have been, man, the Cowboys are dominant. Right. They look like they're the team. Right. It, 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 it's, it, it's it's a two-way street, Mike. It's not one way. If you
0: don't want anybody to talk about it, don't get blown out by 32 points. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah,
1: man. I right. I didn't like those comments. Either, yeah, but. I didn't like it at all. Uh, Yeah, I do got to take it and shake it here. So right, go ahead, let with man. the football kicker. Okay. Uh, since you did bring up the 49ers earlier. Yes, I want to talk about uh, it. Last couple two weeks, man, ain't ain't, ain't been all that great, uh, to say the least. Lose to the Browns, of the last second missed field goal. Don't get me started on that. And then <laughs> Monday night, boy, ooh, it didn't look great. So I just get, I just tee you up, and I will let you take it off. Um, take it or shake it. Brock Purdy has been exposed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh that's a tough question. I'm gonna shake it right now because I don't want to just overreact on right, t- right for of two right. games. Because here's what I will say: you No, know, Brock Purdy did get him down in the field goal range. It exactly. was just, it was the yeah, kicker who, yeah. who, who who missed the right. field goal. Now he didn't play well in that game. He at didn't all. at all. He didn't at all. Now, but give him credit. He got him down. He got him down the field goal range, and the kicker blew it. And if it were to go into overtime, and you know we don't know, we we'll never know. They lost the game. Now to to the Monday night game. He didn't play terrible up until them two last drives. Exactly. Yeah. When 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 hey, a rubber, I actually
1: thought he played very well up until that. Right.
0: Point. As they, as they say, when the rubber needed to meet the road. Yeah. That's when it, that's he, when it went he to hell. He had two inexplicable turnovers. Yeah. Just awful. Just awful. But man, and I looked at some of Brock Purdy's highlights when he was in Iowa because there, there's not much film on him in, in the NFL. There was some, like, some of his inter- turnovers and interceptions
1: in, in in college were absolutely horrendous. horrendous. No, like, I, just like, I, I what Middle Ohio State? He was bad. Like, just what are you thinking? I thought he was bad at Ohio State. So
0: now, and and you know, I pose the question: Is that really who Brock Purdy is? You know, if but but you know, and I would attribute tribute some of it to you know Christian McCaffrey not being completely healthy. Debo Samuel wasn't there Monday night. You know, you didn't have your tackle, Trent Williams. So, but I think Brock Purdy is a quarterback that needs everything to go right for him. Because, you know, somebody made the analogy. It's kind of like the 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 pretty lady with the makeup on. Because, you know, she has all these enhancers on and, you know, the lights and the makeup and the lipstick. But once those lipsticks come off, when you take that and you really look at who she is, you're like, ooh. So once you take away a Debo, once you take a once uh, Christian McCaffrey is compromised, once you take away a Trent Williams, is Brock Purdy really you know this elite quarterback like some people are trying to make him?
1: Uh, okay, I don't I don't, so, I don't know. Okay. I just don't know. Okay, so see that that's where I separate myself from this. When you start saying, is he really this elite quarterback? No, I don't think. Yeah, he is. he's not elite. I, I never thought he was. That's elite. what I said. What, what some people are believing him to be. Okay, I, I've never, I've never been in that. I've never been in that camp where I've never said mm-hmm. he was elite. I've always said Brock Purdy to me is like if I was ranked, If I was doing a draft of quarterbacks right now, Brock Purdy would probably go like twentieth, if, if like or somewhere in between that area. So, but what I was saying is. For all those people saying that anybody can come in and do what he was doing, that's where I was. That's where I was pushing back at. Mm-hmm. Because if that was the case, Trey Lance is still being he'd be here in right New now, Francisco. yeah. And Jamie G would also be there. So, so I was never in the camp of trying to push the narrative that he was this, that he was by far the MVP of the league, and he was in this elite class with some of these other guys. I was pushing back on the notion that that anybody can do what he was doing. He just wasn't, you know. But there, there's no question that the system and what's around him was. A major, 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 major factor in the success that Brock Purdy was having, and when you look to talk about these last two games, he's he's not looked great. He didn't play well in, in Cleveland, but he did get the. We, we 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 all said we wanted to see him to his to his to his credit. Everybody said, "Oh, he we want to see him finally in a situation where he's uncomfortable." He did get the ball and marched him down the field and put them in a the position to win. The kicker missed the field goal, mm-hmm. and if he's if he makes that field goal, a totally different conversation is being had. We're not talking about how, bro, how the 49ers lost and how bad Brock Purdy played. We're talking about Brock Purdy being put in that position for the first time, led the San Francisco 49ers down the field to a victory. And you brought it up the other night. Up until them last two drives, I thought he was playing very well. It's just that the last two drives, both horrend, horrend, horrendous decisions. Don't know what he saw. I mean, I went back and watched the replay maybe 10 times on both. I still can't see what he was I, – trying I, I don't know what he was trying to do. But if you look at it, the defense hasn't played particularly well the last two weeks either. Monday night and, man, I, I got to – you know, I've been critical in the past, but I got to get credit where credit is due. Kirk Cousins was phenomenal Monday night. He probably played the best game I probably mm-hmm. ever seen him play.
0: Jordan Addison is going to be a really good receiver. this Yeah, too.
1: He, he, Jordan Addison was great, but Kirk Cousins was phenomenal. He probably played the best game we ever seen yeah, him man, play. Give credit to And my we boy. all we all know in the past, Monday nights have been nightmare on air. Prime time, yeah, yeah. has been a nightmare for Kirk Cousins. For him to come into that situation against that defense, no, there's no Justin Jefferson. You don't have your number no- one. The defense option.
0: didn't register not one
1: sack. Not one. Well, well that's the thing. I think that they were actually getting doing a good job of getting pressure. I thought that Kurt was just doing a great job of, you know, getting the ball on in the certain spots that it was supposed to be. Kirk Kirk Cousin was phenomenal. But I don't think we can just immediately jump to Yep, see, that that's yeah. that's what this yeah. is. Because this is a moment right now, one of two things can happen. This can either make a break buck Purdy. He can either come back from this and, you know, revert back to what he was before. We, we we look at it, oh, that was just a blip, like every other quarterback has went through in their career at some point. Or he could crater, and then that would push the narrative that a lot of people, other people are saying that, oh, yeah, he was exposed. So whatever happens from here on out is going to decide what the narrative is on Brock Purdy going forward. If he overcomes this and he gets back, if he, and gets back to what he was and, and excels, then that goes to show you, oh, well, he was legit. If he craters and he doesn't and 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 this does he mean, that's gonna feed to the narrative of everybody saying, Oh, yeah, he see. Right. That's who the guy was. And I would kinda wait and see approach with it regardless. And I would
0: kinda say, man, it's kind of the same thing as as, you know, the Cowboys. you know, what we had questions with them because we seen it Monday night. If this defense can't go out and 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 sack the quarterback and and bring pressures on the quarterback and, and get you turnovers, is that can can the offense um, will you through? So it's kind of the same thing with Brock Purdy, and we seen Monday night the defense, you know, didn't wasn't there. You know, they didn't register one sack, or you know, they didn't they didn't play like the defense that they played like all year long and in years pre and years past. And Brock Purdy was asked to to do something. Now, give the defense credit; they did get two stops, and, and give Brock Purdy a chance to for a game winning drive. Right? But, you know, he like I said, he turned it over, but. The thing we've seen with Brock Purdy, man, like I said, I think these past two games have kind of, I think it's kind of shocked people because we have we haven't really seen this from Brock Purdy because he's always the thing about Brock Purdy. He doesn't have a huge arm, but the thing about Kyle Shanahan's system, it calls for you to be accurate and on time, and that's he's what nice he the ball, yeah. and that's what he's been. Yeah, and over these past two games.
1: It, it, he hasn't yeah. been that. So he's had a lot of bad throws, right?
0: And now they, they've got a test coming up, man. They got they got the Bengals coming up. Now he's in concussion protocol. Now they don't know if he'll they're, play. They're, they're, they're saying he he made clear.
1: Saying may clear. They're preparing to say Darnold yeah. going to start.
0: And the Bengals are coming off two straight wins, and they, and they look like they and they coming off their bye, so they're they're rested. And Joe Burrow has got chance to rest. Now we're we're gonna see this defense. Now if they can contain uh, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, and those and those boys. And I I think that that has the opportunity to be a really good game, so mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I I'm I'm gonna shake it that that Brock Purdy has been exposed just just yet. Just yet. I'm not right. I'm not gonna right. I'm not gonna go that far right. just yet. On that.
1: Okay. To to continue on to this quarterback thing. And this is kind of a this is kind of a serious one. I re, I'm really intrigued to get your take on this. Me and you were me and you were both kind of high on the Cleveland Browns coming into this year. And you know, up to this point, they've been pretty, uh, they've been they've they've been very good. Their, their, their defense has been playing at an all time great level this year. Uh, one of the main questions just is, is the quarterback, a quarterback who was given the most guaranteed money in the history of this game, and up to this point, it, it, it's been an absolute nightmare. So my question is, shake it to shake you, take it to shake this to you. Deshaun Watson is done being Deshaun Watson in this league.
0: I'm gonna shake it, and here's why: because I just think, and regardless of you know what you think about Deshaun Watson, you know you never want to wish injury on anybody. You never want to wish ill will on anybody, regardless of what you think. But I just think Deshaun just hasn't been healthy. I just think that that's what it is. I mean, it's so unfortunate that the guy comes out. He just had a shoulder injury, and you know. Uh, I want to touch on this real quick because a lot of people have been, you know, scrutinizing him because it was his, his, it was basically his option. The doctors cleared him to play from that shoulder injury. It was basically his option, you know, kind of to sit those games out. Because, you know, I remember another quarterback who played through a shoulder injury, and that would be Cam Newton. And he never was the same.
1: Never was the same. Never
0: was the same after that. So, for Deshaun to protect his body and protect his investment, I'm not mad at that at all. So, and he comes back from that injury, and then within, not even um, the first quarter, I don't think it was the guy bangs his head, and it didn't look good at all. And he and he looked dazed, and he's in con- concussion protocol. And I just, I'm not gonna say he's done being the shine man. I just, I'm just not gonna say that right now because if you look at the game he played against the T- Tennessee Titans before he got hurt. He was twenty-seven of, of thirty-three. Tennessee two, is god awful. I, I understand that, but I mean, you're supposed to beat those teams, right? Right. He was twenty-seven of thirty-three, two eighty-nine with two with two tubs. So I mean, he looked like Deshaun Watson right there. He just hasn't been healthy. So I'm not I'm not gonna say that that he he's done being Deshaun Watson. He just he just has to stay healthy. He just has to be on the field, man. And that's and that's the thing. Kind of like what what you said with Trey Lance. Trey Lance just hasn't played a lot of football. And over the past few years. Deshaun Watson hasn't played a lot of football, and when he's tried to get back, he hasn't been healthy. So I just think he just he he just got he just got to keep it on the field, and I think that he he can regain um, his pro ball form. I really do.
1: I can't tell you much, how much I hope everything you said is right, everything you just said. I can't tell you how much I hope and I pray that everything you just said is right, but I fear that it's I just fear I just fear that it's the absolute opposite. I mean, look. Deshaun Watson since he since he stepped foot on foot with the Cleveland Browns has arguably been the worst quarterback in football, dating back to last season when he first took his first start, what was that week? 11 last year up until this point now, has been arguably the worst quarterback in football. And I'm going to kind of go I'm going to kind of go a different route than what you went. you you, you attributed to the injuries. I'm going to I'm going to kind of look and I have Nobody knows what, what goes on through Deshaun's mind, how he's feeling. This is just sure all speculation on my part. You attribute it to the injuries. I'm going to take it a different route. When you get viewed upon as a certain way for so long, when you get viewed upon as, you know, this this great individual, this this great guy, everybody views you as a certain way, it's much easier for you to go about your business on a daily basis what you and what you do and do it with the utmost enjoyment and do it with have the utmost motivation to do it and just feel good about, you know, whether it's in Deshaun's case, being a quarterback, being the best quarterback you can be, whether it's a baseball player, whether it's a basketball player. But when Deshaun went through what he went through and for him to start being viewed in a completely different light than what we all thought that he was, I think that may have to have, have taken a toll on Deshaun. I, I don't know how much Deshaun enjoys playing football anymore. I don't know if, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if he welcomes being played in that, being that Palmerizing sort of a villain figure. I don't believe he wants to play football that way. I believe he wants to be played in the way that he was prior to all the incidents, self-inflicted, no doubt. I'm not painting him out to be some type of victim here, but you know, Everything we knew was, I mean, this guy was just the awesome stand-up guy, great in the community, great with his teammates, the ultimate leader. You know, he was Jalen Hurts before Jalen Hurts is what he was in the locker room. And then all this stuff comes to light, and now he's viewed upon as this pariah now. I'm not sure how much how much Deshaun gets up in day, starts his day, and wants to go out and be as great as he once was under those circumstances. Now, like I said, that's complete speculation on my part. I, I don't know what to You could possibly be right. It could be a hundred percent totally do with the injuries. But when I watch Deshaun Watson play now, I don't see, I don't see a guy who plays with that same fire, that same that same you know bravado and joy. It looks like he's just out there just trying to make stuff happen. And like I said, I hope everything you said right. I would love. to. I mean, I, I love Deshaun Watson coming to his league. The years he had at Clemson, it, it was. I said it was a. It was. It was just a. It was Harvey Robby that he didn't win a husband, that at least win one husband for what he did in college. But, yeah, I I, I hope that you're right. But, from, I, I mean, from what what I've been seeing, I just don't – obviously he hasn't played well, but I just don't see a guy who's who, who's all the way there for some reason. And hopefully he can get that back, but that's just what I'm seeing now.
0: I'm not mad at that.
1: Leave it at that. All right, let me move on. Let's talk a little bit of college football here. Okay. Now, I don't know if you watched any of the Ohio State-Penn State game. You know I watched every bit of it on Saturday. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr. was absolutely unstoppable in that game. He was talking 16 times, 11 catches for a buck 69 and a touchdown. A buck 169 and a touchdown. A lot of people believe there's a great chance that he could possibly even be win the Heisman this year. He would be the second last receiver. Obviously, do it. We remember that Devonte Smith did a few years back, but that was in a COVID shortened season. Let me ask you this: take it or shake it. Would it be crazy to think that Marvin Harrison Jr. could be the number one overall pick in the draft?
0: Take it. It'd be crazy to think that. Explain to me why. Because I don't think you you I don't think you could pass up on a on on a Caleb Williams.
1: Okay, so let me ask you this. If it's a situation, say like the Arizona Cardinals, who just recently gave Kyler Murray the contract that they gave him, you wouldn't give in consideration, and you scored a number one off pick. You wouldn't you wouldn't give any hesitation about moving on Kyler in favor of the draft Caleb Williams, or would you bring in Marvin Harrison Jr. at number one and pair him with Kyler?
0: Well, if you felt that strongly about about Marvin Harrison Jr., I feel that. I don't think he's going to be the first off the board because I, if you felt that strongly about Marvin Harrison Jr. and you felt that strongly about Kyler, you would probably trade to see what you can get for that number one pick. And then you could probably take Marvin Harrison Jr. probably maybe like four or five.
1: I don't think he's getting the five. I don't know. I don't think he's getting the five. This this guy is by far the best receiver I've ever seen at this level. Hmm. By far. I mean, and I, I, I didn't see Megatron at Georgia tech. I don't think anybody did. It's like, it's like, in, it's like in gray and white the films <laughs> out there. I didn't see Julio Jones and Jamar chasing it, but dude, this guy is virtually unguardable. And when you look at it, the way Ohio state has been this year, it is basically him or bust. And you know, I, I think that, I think that Michigan is, is, is by far who, who is some deep, deep trouble right now. Um, I think they're by far head and shoulders the best team uh, in college football from roster, and I think they are a better football team than Ohio State. But when you look at that matchup coming in at you know at the end of November to end the game, the deciding factor may just come down to one team has Morphin' Harrison Jr. and the other one doesn't. That may be a deciding factor in that game. This guy is this good. So I'm going to say, I, I mean, I wouldn't – if I'm a team that needs a quarterback, there's no way I'm giving any consideration on taking Caleb. Who, I don't know if you've heard this – have you heard – I don't know if there's any truth to this or not. But have you heard this story about that he's demanding a part in the ownership and whatever? I team have.
0: That, I, I I hope it's not true.
1: I don't. Yeah, I don't know no truth. But if that is, that's the most ludicrous thing I think I've ever heard of. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So yeah, they they may have to. They, yeah, it may they may be taking Marvin Harrison Jr. But if it's a Chicago Bears team like that, or I don't know Tennessee, if it's if one of those teams, yeah, you take Caleb and you don't look back. But if it's a team like Arizona. Who I, I I don't I don't think they can move off a of collar. I really don't. I would I would definitely give consideration that drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. at number one. Because like you said, you brought up the whole trade up thing. I don't I don't I I think he's a top three pick for sure. For sure. But Maybe. I, I would I, yeah. I would I mean, I'm
0: I like like you said, the guy's box office, absolutely. The guy's just one of the most talented Robert receivers I've ever seen. I mean at the college level, it must, yeah, must must run in the jeans, obviously. So, yeah, man. I mean, it's 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 such a difficult decision because quarterbacks they they they're not growing on trees nowadays, mm-hmm. and obviously, Caleb Williams is one of the most highly touted prospects that we've seen in quite some time. I just don't know, man. It, it's just difficult. But me personally, I wouldn't pass up on a guy like Caleb. Williams. Yeah, I
1: heard you. Nah, but yeah, if I'm a team that definitely needs a quarterback, there's no way I'm giving it any consideration. But Marvin Harrison Jr. is number one overall pick, talent worthy. Yeah, he's
0: absolutely. Yeah, if Caleb Williams wasn't in this draft at all, yeah, I, I, I mean we, the last wide receiver to go number one was Keyshawn Johnson in what '96, I think it was or something. Boy, like does, that.
1: He, boy does he suck on TV. Ah, yeah, uh, that's, yeah, that's kind of random, but yeah. yeah anyway, yeah, he's not that great. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I, and I don't even think he. I don't even think that was a great pick. But anyway. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely give you some consideration Okay, last one here I'm going to just come on and ask this Take it a shake at the Baltimore Ravens Or the best team in football Ooh. Okay, no. let me rephrase it Best team in the AFC Ooh
0: Kansas City's been looking good
1: Have they really though? Or have they just been like getting by?
0: Yeah, but I mean You still got to win them I'm gonna shake it because I'm gonna give a slight edge to, to Kansas City, but Baltimore will be right there.
1: Is Lamar the MVP right now?
0: I uh, I believe so. You know, because I, I, a lot of those betting sites they they've got Patrick Holmes number one, and I, I you know I'm not I, I I can't fault you for that, but like you said, man, they they haven't really been playing.
1: That great of no, football, they, but you know, like I said, they've been winning. But, but yeah, but it, it, it goes to like what I say about the Eagles. If, if 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 I say you haven't played great up to this point, you're six and one, right? That says something, right? But man, you look at the way Baltimore. I mean, what, what they did to the Lions last week, and I, and I thought the Lions were a legit contender. Yeah, and I still kind of believe that they are. But we knew that this offense was going to at some point. I, and I told you this when they when they went. I think we had this conversation after the Pittsburgh game. i was like, we this office is going to take time to ease in. Because uh, you know you work in a new Lamar. Finally got the contract situation uh, resolved. He's got a bunch of new pieces on offense, new offensive coordinator, new system. It's going to take time for this. And they put on a tour the first, a tour the force on the uh, on the Detroit Lions on Sunday. And Lamar has been playing absolutely great these last couple weeks. Uh, what I would love to see, I would love to see him get one of them pieces from Tennessee, whether it be Derrick Henry or whether it be DeAndre Hopkins. I would love to see them get – because I think they that's what they need. Because I think Derrick Henry. Would put them over the top is what they can be offensively, and then I still think they need a true number one to go alongside Zay Flowers. I'm starting to believe that Dale Beckham Jr. is doing. but I mean he was he was good. He's Sunday. been productive, but I mean I still he, he's not he he's not the number one caliber no more. And, oh and, yeah, And, and nobody's blaming. I mean you know you go through three major injuries in which he went through in his career. At some point in time, something has to come to a head. But yeah, no, I agree. I think the Baltimore Ravens are. Or legit threat. I picked them as my. I, I picked him as my Super Bowl pick, and they have done nothing to you know steer me away from that up to this point. Lamar has been absolutely brilliant.
0: Yeah, I, like I said, I'm not. I'm not mad at that. You know, we 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 are two people who who campaign for Lamar to get paid and get his money, and one reason being Lamar is just a winner, man. He just he just in the regular season, he just he he's a winner. He's always got this team in the thick of things, and 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 being. Um, a primary contender in this league. Now, there's questions remaining to be seen if he can do it in the postseason. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. But in the regular season,
1: man, all he does is win, man. All he does is win. And you look at the way he's playing now, the progressions are real. He has really progressed as a passer. You see right now, you know. He doesn't take off as much he as, he off as, as he used to. off as much, to. and when he does, he's looking down the field to throw. That's yeah. what he does. I mean, he is completely unlocked a different element. We we know what he can mean in terms of, as I mean, since since he's coming to the league, the Ravens has been the number one of the rushing offense by a wide margin since he's coming to the NFL. But he's unlocked now a different element with his ability as a as a passer now to really just make them just just you know, just I think they're the favorite in the AFC. But like you said, you can never count the Kansas City Chiefs out as long as they got that guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's it for taking the shake
0: Absolutely, man. Uh Diamonds back Diamond are up five three right now, top of the six. So
1: Man, but well, I told you it's October, man. Anything yeah. can happen.
0: Never know. All right, man. Thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of Brother Love Sports Week. Thank you for your continued support. All right, man. You guys be safe. Appreciate it.